here we are with the next rendition of All Things Richmond podcast featuring local Richmond folks doing interesting things, folks that have their finger on the pulse of Richmond. And after talking to uh, John Reinhold here, I think he would fit that category very well. Uh, we, I, we were just joking that we've got uh, eight hours of content to condense into 20 minutes, so we, we won't waste any time. So we are here at uh, 2501 Monument, the Branch House. You want to tell the folks just what this is, what this building we're in here? It's one of the older buildings in Richmond, I would yeah. say. Uh a former residence uh, in Richmond that dates very back. I believe the uh, architect was Pope. Okay. Who, who built it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So Sounds this is our. Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool building. It's like a castle. place of business. And this is where RVA Mag is headquartered. That's right. So you are the CEO of Inkwell Ventures, which owns Gay RVA and RVA Mag. Mm-hmm. You want to tell the folks a little bit about what RVA Mag is and I guess how it started and what it, what it's about? Yeah, RVA Magazine was started in 2005 by Tony Harris. We grew up together. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a art and culture magazine in the beginning, primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he made the magazine then, and we've grown quite a bit, you know, sure. since then. Now, now we're all things art, music, politics, right? And uh, that's kind of where that. And then, in, I think it was 2012, we purchased uh, Gay RVA and kind of brought in the LGBT coverage and media mm-hmm. into Equal Ventures. And so now right. we we produce all of that, right? So I guess before I meant to start at the beginning. So you grew up in Bassett, Virginia. Uh, yes. And how did you find your way to Richmond? Um, well, I went to VCU, and originally, what? Just curious. Back then, what drew you to VCU from coming, growing up in Southwest Virginia? Well, you know, probably on probably money for for one sure. reason. You yeah. know, going out of state to go to college is a hard thing to find the money for. Right. Uh, I originally was into marketing, of course, as right. you might imagine, uh, but I got the acting bug. And when I got right. the acting bug, I decided I wanted to be an actor. And uh, that made me audition for different colleges. And I auditioned and got in a couple different ones. Uh, but VCU was the obvious choice mm-hmm. um, because of in-state tuition. And also they had a good arts program. And I liked I liked Richmond from the get-go, mm-hmm. you know. And now saying it's kind of funny, but I, I did. Yeah. I camp here. I liked the history of it. I liked that there was a river. Right. You know, so, yeah. yeah. And we were talking off camera about its progression since 1997, since you got mm-hmm. here, how it's completed. I mean, we'll jump into some of that in a second. So, yep. so you knew Tony growing up and then how did you first get involved with RVA magazine and what was your involvement back then? Um, so originally I jumped in as a salesperson and, um, that kind of happened as I was in between jobs and I, uh, wanted to not really do it. Right. <laughs> you know, originally I was like sales, no, I got out of that. You know, right. I was in uh, audio production and audio video um, producing of um, everything from independent films, uh, audio of independent films, and I worked for a studio. So in between jobs, I jumped into RVA Magazine doing sales on the side during the summer when I had some time off. I did not really expect it or expect myself to be as involved as I am now. Right. But it certainly just kind of turned out that way. And right. uh, the sales kind of worked for me after some time and I found myself enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I enjoyed the connections to the local owners, right. and the, uh, you know, business owners and getting to kind of like go through Richmond and go meet the owner of the restaurant or the owner of this business and get to know them and talk to them and show them the magazine and show right. them support of the arts and music that we were doing. Right. So you progressed from being a uh, reluctant salesperson to yeah. now being an owner and CEO of the company. So how does that happen over time? Lots of hard work. Yeah. Um, I bet. <laughs> 
you know, over time we had uh, a number of different investors in mm -hmm. RVA Magazine, myself included, and I think that we just grew along with the city, you know, right. we, I, as we were talking earlier, mm -hmm. I never really kind of thought about it, but now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, right. and how I talked about how the city grew, there was just twisters in the beginning, right. and going to VCU and just being like, oh, there's that one venue, twisters, and then right. the camel popped up, and right. other places, and more musicians, and then art, and then mm -hmm. now there's an art walk. So right. as all that grew, and RVA Magazine started covering that, and that started growing, I think that the magazine did the same along with everything. Sure. And then, you know, as you get older, you, you, hopefully you get a little bit better at what you do. It can, you know, if you're in a smaller company, mm -hmm. you can learn how to grow that company by making connections. And that's sure. all that we've done is really make those connections. Yeah, so some of the, one, some of the connections you made early on uh, was in the craft beer scene. I'd yes. love to hear you talk about that, about your... Uh, you're involved, like your your um, friendship with On and mm -hmm. the Hardywood guys, Hardywood, and yep. just the beginning of the craft beer scene. I'd love to hear you talk some about that. Yeah, so early on in you know 2008 2009, uh, you know right around that time, I was already going to Mekong uh, to eat at Mekong for some time. And I knew I knew On mm -hmm. of course, and he started getting into craft beer, and then mm -hmm. he would give me that craft beer, and I would try it and be like, "That's cool," and so I got into it. Not mm -hmm. everybody at the magazine was into it. You know? right. They were like, what's this? This is kind of weird. Been in, right, because back I, then you would go to a bar and you get a Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, and then being Kong, Mekong had some weird stuff. Right, you, you get how Legend, viewed. and that was cool because I right. like Legend. So, you know, being able to have a kind of craft brew from yeah. Richmond, Virginia, that was cool, but there wasn't anything else. There was right. Richard Brow for a little bit, but right. that really wasn't a whole lot. So right. on introduced me to these things, and then I was like, well – there's these craft brews. They're pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Why don't we talk about this in the magazine? I eventually kind of convinced other ownership of the magazine to allow reviews and, and talking about craft beer and right. showing craft beer. This is way before Hardywood or anything was around. There was just mm -hmm. really legend and, and Richard Brown. And then eventually uh, more breweries started popping up, mm -hmm. which was already happening in other places. Mm -hmm. And then Hardywood came. Right. And then, you know, that was a big boon. Sure. And then I think we know what else happened, you know, the, Arden, Triple Crossing, and, and more and more, Licking Hole Creek, and just yeah. go to Scott's Edition now, and they're all there. You know? Yeah, you just walk around, you bump into one. <laughs> just Yeah, you kick a rock, just like you, you know, they say just it. Swing a dead cat. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just like, and there's a brewery. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so over time, uh, as the breweries um, started popping up more and more, and it became more of a, as we talked about, a destination. Sure. Uh, I think our coverage of it, for me, was always just, like, natural. Yeah. You know, so, it was never, and I'm just being real honest about it here, it was never like... Let's put beer coverage in the magazine to make money. Mm -hmm. That was just not the plan. Mm -hmm. I thought it was cool. I thought that we could talk about it. Mm -hmm. And if we had support from the breweries on our music and our coverage, and that's great. Mm -hmm. I already had on support because he's always been such a supportive person. Right. Um, it just kind of like for ourselves felt natural. And it also felt to me mm -hmm. like a part of the arts and culture of Richmond, Virginia. Sure. Like I said, like a brewer has to make a craft and the right. craft is the brew itself right and there's a lot of ways to go about it to have your own artistic expression sure. and i've always believed that that to be part of it yeah so it's it's interesting to see like the evolution of just the craft culture in general because i think uh um i think a lot of folks back then me included i would say 10 years ago would have said yeah you've got big companies that make 
a profit making a product. It doesn't have to be that great, but they market it well. And now, in, like in Richmond, if you want to open a business in Richmond and it's t- it's about food or beer or anything, it's got to be really good. It's got to be. And yeah. so the, the term "starving artist" was a term that people used a lot. And I think there was some skepticism about uh, from a lot of people about folks st- cr- you know, creating a beer or creating the best biscuits in the world on Robinson Street, right? <laughs> or wh- whatever product you're making, making it the best. But a lot of these entrepreneurs have created really good products and, and now created really good businesses out of these products. That's right. Um, I, I mean, have you seen, has that evolution surprised you at all? I mean, you, you came through it, but I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of these breweries are, are good businesses. They're not just good, a good product. Right. I think, I think I'd be lying to tell you I expected it. Yeah. I really feel like that, that would be a complete and utter lie by me. Sure. Of course I always expected it. I knew that this was going to become a giant brewery. No, yeah. I, I absolutely did not. I knew that like, Mekong was going to be a great craft brew hang. And right. then when Hardywood popped up, I thought, that's awesome. We have a really big craft brewer right. that I think is going to explode and do great in this area. Right. But then others started popping up, and it really became like an Asheville, North Carolina of Richmond. Sure. That's what I thought, you know, because I went to Asheville before, and sure. there's breweries all around there, too. You got that weed eater on here, Wit. <laughs> Perfect time. Rock that weed eater for us. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Because, you know, like the, like the uh, I guess the artist in me, like appreciates the person making that beer that's that they put so much time and energy and work into right but the realist in me says well it's no good if that entrepreneur can't keep that business afloat for more than a week you know what i mean and but these like if you up and down gray street and the restaurants and churchill the restaurants and the breweries in scott's edition yeah, richmond's become this kind of destination of these this craft culture it's amazing yeah craft culture that's a great way of putting it yeah. actually craft culture can be food mm-hmm. it can be art or it can be the beer you yeah know? and i think i think you know, someone once said, why don't you open up a brewery, John? And I was like, well, if you actually meet the brewers and and the owners specifically yeah. and see what they have to put into doing that, yeah, forget it. I'm yeah. not even remotely. I can't do that on my own. Sure. No. You have to buy the barrel systems. You have to have the right weight on the floor to, to have those barrels in there. Right. The water, the glycol. Oh, my gosh. It's such a its own art of being able to even open up a brewery. I can come in as a marketing manager and help you with it. Right. But the whole setup and keeping that afloat, that's really a lot. Sure. And so like is. I, for me, I really admire, yeah, I admire those people that can do that and make it happen. Sure. Yeah. yeah me too. So uh, one thing we talked about earlier, which I think was interesting is you're early on, you coming from like a journalistic point of view, recognizing the craft beer scene early on is something that's going to be a thing is the way you described it, which I think, yes. which is pretty interesting. I would love to hear how, how and why you recognize that, but also, what you think RVA mags and, and other, um, you know, other forms of media like you that have, have, I guess, helped promote these, mm-hmm. uh, companies, which are now have become this big tourist destination in Richmond. Yeah. Well, it's a long question. Yeah, it is a long question. That's breaking a small segment. Let's, 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 let's break it down. Yeah. Okay. Your so recognition of the craft beer industry yeah, first. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, it was a topic of conversation that w- was not like music or art even, Mm-hmm. Like you could go hang out at a bar and have a conversation about the beer. I don't know. You gotta like geek out a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But it crossed borders. Right. So like you can be talking to an older person mm-hmm. that's like sixty years old, and you can be like this young grunge guy that plays in a band or or punk guy that plays in a band that likes craft brew too. Right. And you can like talk about yeah. the brew and what you like. Right. It crossed everything right and so i found that fascinating i thought that's so cool that you could have a ceo of a company maybe a big company be like oh i love this about bells and then having like you know a heavy metal lead singer for whatever band be like Mm -hmm. oh you like that too and then they talk yeah like there's cool there's not a lot of things that do that right and so i was like man we need to have this conversation and you know things that not everybody talk about is like with with um 
women Lovecraft brew too. Right. So it crosses that genre too, where you can like have that conversation. So it was something yeah. that seemed very um, organic to me. And I think yeah. that's why we were interested in it. Yeah. You know? And so RVA Mag started covering beer yep. back with just, just me Kong and just Hardy Wood. And now there's, there's thousands of them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean like you, you think you got people like you had an impact on the popularity of, of, I know you. I know you said earlier you don't want to take credit from the person making the beer, but you guys had to give them a little boost by by, by talking about it online. I mean, I hope so. I hope that's the truth. I, I feel like if nothing else, we were there to cover it and be a part of it. You know, the the people who brought it here, the people who put their savings and their money, and people like on that have like supported everyone. They mm-hmm. grew it, you right? Know? Yeah, we we're a part of talking about that growth. Sure, and we're also a part of it by being at all the events. And like I told you, I have a you know the Mekong tattoo right down yeah, here. Yeah, where can we can the camera see that? I don't know if the camera can see it. Me um, Mekong tattoo. <laughs> I don't know if he, that's Richmond right there. Richmond. <laughs> that's all things. My Richmond. super my super Richmond hipster <laughs> tattoo. Um, uh, it's funny. Um, yeah, but like you know the support, you know being. Um, being a part of like the Mekong race team, we did the dragon boats mm-hmm. together, and then were you there the, when Wit slurped down all that foe? Oh, I've yeah. been a part of all yeah, those. Foe show, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a foe. I'm a foe king. Yeah, I'm a foe king. <laughs> so I, I've got the crown twice. <laughs> oh, you won it twice. Oh wow, I'm the original. Wit came in like ninth, I believe. Right? Okay, I've seen him do it a couple times. <laughs> Keep practicing, Wit. He'll get it. He'll get it. <laughs> cool. All right, so let's talk about. So how did Gay, Gay RVA come into the fold? And talk a little bit about your your. Um, the pride and the event festival yeah. involvement there. Yeah. Well, uh, Kevin Clay owned Gay RVA, and we would share articles between us about LGBT um, issues in, mm-hmm. individually. Um, and as I had, I had told you before, we were, you know, we're already covering arts and music, so we're very, in a lot of ways, liberal, and um, about just people being expressive. Mm-hmm. And so, at some point, Kevin Clay approached us about uh, purchasing Gay RVA, mm-hmm. and we did. Cool. <laughs> it wasn't a very hard decision. Right. It was mostly like he felt like we could continue it, and right. and we did. And so we did purchase it, and we have continued um, the conversation about you know LGBT, and uh, it, it was such a perfect fit because when you come from a background like mine mm-hmm. in theater, mm-hmm. um, art and performance is like an inherent part of it. Right. And so for me, I just really wanted to support that and, and be a big part of it. So Pride Fest with um, the whole uh, Virginia um, Pride board, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we do the magazine for them mm-hmm. and both of the Pride Festival and we do a summer Pride. And so we we have the number one LGBT media source in Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know? And we're That's proud awesome. of that. We love the support and we love the articles and everything that we can do to be a part of what goes on and the issues inherent mm-hmm. with it, you know. Yeah. At one point, you know, like Obama had was in office and like it was towards the end. It just it almost felt like, well, everything's been accomplished, you know. And then things went, like <laughs> then just got turned on the sure. side. And we're like, cool, we're still here. We got plenty more to talk about. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> lots of work to There's do. There's a lot yeah. still going on. So <laughs> it's been great, you know. It's been something that has been a real boon to our media as a whole. Right. When you think about the coverage of what we do, right. it just fits right in with being able to put that kind of media in the mm-hmm. right area. Yeah, so you talked earlier, too, about how RVA Mag is the intersection of art, music, and politics. So explain Absolutely. to me why, you, and you, you did earlier, we'd love to, the viewers to understand yeah. it. Why do you think that's so powerful, and why is that important? Because it's a part of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of impossible in 2018 to not have your music that you consume 
and the art that you consume and the culture around you without having those conversations. Mm -hmm. And so this year in particular for RBA Magazine with our new political director, Landon Schroeder, and, and an owner and partner mm -hmm. to bring that into the fold in a larger way. We've right. always kind of like, yeah, a little bit, but now we're like opening up that conversation to be a sounding board for the people that are here right. in Richmond. And we want to be that sounding board. So it's been a very natural, once again, natural progression mm -hmm. as something that we can do. Um, I, I think I pointed out to you the, the Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, mm -hmm. saying how like, yeah, it's just like, the conversation of what's going on around us is a part of our culture right. and our, and everything every day from the president down, you know, sure. or from the president up, whatever, right. you know, it's just a, a constant part. So what we want to do is hopefully take the arts and music and culture and everything we've always been a part of, mm -hmm. and take the politics and the conversation and tie them all together and have right. that conversation. And, and it's very important not to be scared to have that conversation. And, and, you know, sometimes you're having talking about things that aren't easy. Right. But you have to be willing to do it to really connect to a younger generation and mm -hmm. let them know that you're willing to have these harder conversations. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, so let's move over to the uh, your DJing background. So yeah. tell me a little about how that got started and, and your DJing history and, and oh, where, where, where are you DJing God. now? How long are we in this? Okay. Um, <laughs> Give me the three-minute answer. How about that? Okay, cool. <laughs> so I, uh, I've been DJing for about over 15 years. Mm -hmm. uh, I started in college. Um, you know, totally terrible. Um, and this over the years, it's been a hobby of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would play parties, and I DJed originally like house music. I remember DJing with the owner of Culture um, at the time, and um, eventually DJed RVA Magazine parties as mm -hmm. well, and then Gallery Five parties. When Gallery Five first started opening, I would play upstairs during every art opening. This kind of gets into the whole art music tie mm -hmm. together the art walk mm -hmm. um, and then eventually that went outside the fire spinners i met the whole crew there conway jennings and i became really close friends started djing out in front of gallery five we had fire spinners um then we had parties afterwards we had halloween parties at various warehouses and right so i dj'd quite a bit you know sure. and um, eventually that all kind of came to revolution uh where we were able to bring and this is on the uprising of edm i'm trying to like put all this together without going too into detail <laughs> sure but yeah. like th there was a time when in the early years when i first started 2001 was the first rave scene if you want to get mm -hmm. the history mm -hmm. over the years it kind of died down and then towards 2010 2012 you have this upswing of edm mm -hmm. in society in right. the music in the culture in the festivals and everything right we were on that upswing where your rock bands that you watched right. were now the DJs that you watched. And right. everyone knows that, and that's still going on. You yeah. can go to festivals now, and it's mostly DJs. Yeah. It's all DJs. Big ones, like Coachella. You yeah, know, so what do you – I have my theory, but what happened – like, what's your theory on how techno kind of died down and then and then kind of EDM emerged? Did, did Eminem kill it when he said nobody listens to techno? <laughs> that's funny. He just slept for like five or six years, and I'll he was he reemerged. wrong. <laughs> he was very wrong. And I love Eminem, but he was very wrong. Well, you know, it lived underground. And overseas, it just really kept going. Right. Yeah. But it was not part of the mainstream pop culture. Right. But the pop culture artists, Britney Spears, I don't know, all of them, mm -hmm. you know, started incorporating these producers. And right. that was there in the background. Right. And then that grew. That grew from there. 
Yeah, we love that the Eminem reference, by the way. Yeah, but yeah, now it's interesting. Now you go to Vegas now, and there's two types of clubs. You had hip hop clubs and EDM, and it's I mean, it's it's a massive. That's another business that blows my yeah. mind too. The DJing business yeah. on a big scale is is, a, is an amazing business. Um, okay, so uh, I want a couple couple more things. The mural project. Tell us a little bit about your your guys' involvement in that and how that be- became a thing. Yeah, so we knew uh, Shane from Art Wino up in D.C., and he was doing a very international amazing artists and uh he had interest in bringing those international artists to places to do murals large-scale mm-hmm. murals right you know philly was already known for having some murals and other larger cities were known in it mm-hmm. and it was like kind of like a touristy possibilities with it you know like it, it wasn't just like gutter art or you mm-hmm. know what i mean it, mm-hmm. it was seen as like a, a nice thing you know mm-hmm. to a lot of people sure. um so we wanted to bring it here right. and Shane wanted to bring it here. And so it, it was a collaboration of sorts, you know, uh, we featured it a lot in our magazine and we brought mm-hmm. a lot of huge international artists here. And now in this city, there's more than one forty-five murals mm-hmm. and then definitely more with, um, Michael Broth and, and, uh, Ed Trask and his crew that sure. also do their own mural project. Uh, so, you know, the town of Richmond is pretty full of murals, really, yeah. and there's, like, tours and everything. Um, so we were a part of that in, in a way of support, um, also in funding. Um, we went through the city, and the city did its own help on funding, and now it is just like the breweries. It is an integral part of Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. And so I, I'm, you know, really proud of that. I, I think it's amazing that when people come to Richmond, Virginia – they can be like go to Hardywood and jump on a bus and go see murals and blah blah blah. You know? Sure, yeah, it's it, it. I mean, it's amazing because I got to Richmond around the same time you did, and just seeing the evolution of Richmond in the last twenty years, it, it, it is amazing to see what it's become, and, and it's exciting to see what it's going to be next. You know, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, who knows what the future holds? But so let, let's hit on a few more things. So yep. you're leading into like, I guess you're like you're passionate about Richmond, which was which is obvious. But let's get into some like. Favorite restaurant in Richmond? <laughs> you can on the spot. If you can only pick one. I mean, it's hard not to say. Or, or three. Three. Okay, yeah, we'll cool. Give you three. Let's do three. Um, Mekong. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a given. Yeah. Uh, I think anyone that knows me that comes to Richmond is going to, I'm going to say, you know, go to Mekong. I think sure. I would also say go to Mama Zoo's mm-hmm. uh, for another obvious reason. It's yeah. just really amazing food and a really amazing atmosphere and you might even get like a really like angry waiter sure angry that, like, the better that's that, part of, that's that part like of lore. like makes you feel like it's new york you <laughs> know and like you're interrupting them by like ordering they're like well, you, you, like you don't know what you're ordering yeah have you not looked at the chalkboard what is yeah. wrong you should not even be here and you're like eh, that's great i love that um so so that's fun and you know what is a third a third restaurant that i would say um i'd have to Oh, Cuba Cuba. Yeah, yeah. Cuba Cuba. Yeah. Big Cuba Cuba fan. I've had the Cuban from Cuba Cuba since college for sure. Yeah. I can remember walking to get the, the Cuban sandwich to go back to my place on Floyd. You know, right. My apartment that I share with you know, <laughs> five people or something. Yeah. Favorite <laughs> local band? Yeah. Yeah, you told me you were going to ask that, and I said, well, I can't really get into like local yeah, local bands too much but i said i would go to the history okay and go to the metal because i like the metal stuff sure and, and so uh you know uh, lamb of god and gore and municipal waste i'll put those three on my you know ulti ultra bands of uh of metal bands of richmond virginia yeah i'm a big lamb of god fan i've always loved lamb of god we've interviewed him a 
you know, a couple times and I've seen him mm-hmm. at barbecue. Um, so I've always been a big fan of Lamb of God and that's like, you know, that's like the heavy stuff. And then, sure. you know, no BS brass band and the Mekong express and, uh, sleepwalkers and trillions. And I don't know, man, there's a lot of good, a lot of good bands here. Sure. Yeah. You and Martina both felt guilty just naming one. <laughs> yeah, it's guilty that, saying yeah. anything. Cause yeah. you're like, you get a call from someone. You're going to yeah. leave somebody out. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they're not watching. Um, um, all right. So you've got a friend coming in town, never been to Richmond, wants to experience Richmond. They're going to come in in town on a Friday and leave on a Sunday. What are you going to do with that person? How are you going to showcase Richmond to this person? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Well, we have to probably more than likely, um, I would uh, want to get uh, tell them to meet me uh, from the airport at um, at Hardywood. Mm-hmm. Um, when are they coming in? Friday afternoon, leaving Friday Sunday morning. Friday afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, you know, this is your fantasy. You do yeah. Me, yeah. Me, me at, you want it to be. Meet me at Hardywood. You know, yeah. we'll start at Hardywood, and then we're probably going to have dinner at Mekong because that okay. makes a lot of sense. And then we're probably going to go to the Camel or the Broadberry um, if there's a show, or the National if it's something bigger. Mm-hmm. I've totally. Done, I've actually done Hardywood, Mekong, National to see um, Method Man and Red Man. I've done that <laughs> for real with friend coming in. Yeah, that's a heck of a uh, night. So we got to do the breweries. Yeah. Sure. Um, at, you know at at this time, I would just be like, let's just go to Scott's Edition and see what happens. Right. You know, because yeah. we go to Scott's Edition and there's everything. Right. So we could just literally go to Scott's Edition and just kind of see where the night takes us. And sure. then the next day would probably be a VMFA, you know, depending on what's going on, but VMFA or the river. Right. Going to the river because I'm a big fan of the river. Sure. So I think all those things. And then um, the next night, you know, we probably just go back to Scott's Edition. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, unless there's something major playing. Then you have a favorite brunch spot that you have to go Sunday morning before they leave. Oh gosh, what is? Oh, oh yes. Um, um, lunch supper would be a great, you know, sure, great lunch spot. Obviously, um, Pearlies would be fantastic. Yeah, that's a good hangover medicine there. Oh my gosh, yeah, Pearlies would just be so good. I think yeah. Pearlies would be a great bet. Anything else I didn't ask you you want the viewers to know about you, RVA Mag, anything like that? Um, not necessarily. I mean, you, you didn't get into PLF, maybe. Oh, yeah, let's bit. talk about that. In Gallery that's 5. So through Gallery 5, yeah. I met Conway, uh, part of uh, Party Liberation uh, Front, and mm-hmm. then we made a nonprofit, Party Liberation Foundation. We do large events to fund art. Right. Um, and large art. Like sure. I said, like the giant marionette skeleton and... Uh, various art projects that we can do at various things and and you know at diversity richmond we have the big december ween new year's mm-hmm. project that's part of that we also do gallery five out in front of gallery five for uh october and april's first friday mm-hmm. um, and we bring uh performers from up and down the east coast um mm-hmm. 60 or 70 fire performers we do full sound setup we usually do after parties and stuff like that yeah so that's a big part of what i do as well which is a connection into the art scene right and gallery five which i've been a part of in some way since 2005 right yeah that's awesome yeah. that's cool and then when do you guys do that uh the next one will be october okay that will be for the carnival of five fires okay and that that's always a large street fire show right and then we usually have like an after party or something yeah yeah well, that's great man well, uh, thank you for your time, uh, and uh, as a Richmonder, thank you for all that you do for Richmond to make it an interesting and a better place to live. Oh, thanks, thanks to Richmond. Yeah, thanks, th- <laughs> thanks for coming on, man. I really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, you. yeah, thanks for having us in this awesome building too. By the way, yeah, it's pretty nice. It's pretty old.
And it's always awkward. Are we, know, are we still are we still uh, running? <laughs> Did you get it's haunted? Hopefully, we got it's haunted on there. That's a good good closing. <laughs>